All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fuckadelics? What the fucksicans? And uh, what the fuckleberry fins? How's that for a few? How are you? How are you? This is Mark Marin. This is my podcast. Welcome to it. How's your day going? Take it easy. Take it easy. Just slow down. You're not in a hurry. All right, even if you are in a hurry, is it worth hurting yourself over? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Just take it easy. Relax. Focus. Maybe maybe distract yourself with my voice right now. Hey, how you doing? What What's the matter? You all right? That's all I'm saying. All right, you're going to get there. The world's not going to end unless you're on your way to the hospital and you're in the middle of a coronary. Oh, what a negative way to start a, a podcast. First off, I'd like to say that I have the amazing Lake Bell on the podcast today. Lake Bell. She's in this movie, No Escape, with Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan. That's in theaters now. She's made her own movie that she directed and wrote and starred in. In a world. It's got the amazing Michaela Watkins in it. It's a funny movie. Cute and funny and emotional. I liked it. And we tried to get Lake Bell in here for that, but something didn't happen. But it's weird, man. She's one of these people that I looked at and I, you know, I'm like, I always, I, I thought I knew her. And, and even if I didn't know her, that I thought I would know her from, you know, like we've known each other for centuries, maybe. Maybe, you know, like there was a soul connection that was not, no, I'm not, this is not a sexual thing. This is just a, a, a thing that I felt, but not in that way. Just that I felt, she felt familiar to me. And then I realized she looks a lot like my ex-wife. But I didn't bring that baggage to the table. I was just excited to see Lake Bell. And we, t- we had some, we talked about stuff I've never talked about. So listen, I'm going to be in Dublin this Wednesday, day after tomorrow at Vicker Street. I'll be in London at South Bank Center this Thursday and Friday. Okay, September 3rd and 4th. And Australia, please get on board so the promoter doesn't freak out. Thursday, October 15th at the State Theater in Sydney. Friday, October 16th at the Palais Theater in Melbourne. Saturday, October 17th at Brisbane City Hall. All right? I know you're coming, but I I just, you know, they're freaking out already. So if you can, think ahead and buy tickets, Australia. Would you? Would you? Come on. All right. That's good. That's some plugging. Go to WTFPod.com slash calendar and you can get links to this stuff. Okay? All right. Let's get honest about some stuff. So I go to the doctor. I'm waiting. So the EKG, I did all that. I did the stress test. So now I go in for the sonogram. And I'm nervous. I double-checked. I'm like, in for the sonogram. Do I get to talk to the doctor today? And they're like, yes. I'm like, I get to talk to him, though, about what's going on. Yes, okay. Because it was unclear with my test. I brought my blood test with me because I, I no longer trusted them to have that, you know, in a timely fashion. I brought that my, my, with my cholesterol, my high cholesterol, my 240 cholesterol. And I mean, and the guy comes in. It's like, uh, okay, we're gonna do the sonogram now. This is like a sonogram. It's like a sonogram, sonogram, like they use for uh, babies. It's fucking fascinating. And I'm I'm preoccupied with my heart and the fragility of life. This is just one fucking organ just ticking away. I don't know why it keeps ticking. I imagine it wants to live. It's got an agenda, and that is life. And it's running a machine that's supposed to dump some goo into another machine to make more life. I've, I've faltered on that one. I've dumped goo, but not, not any place where it's going to do anything. <laughs> Ugh, what the fuck is wrong with me? Anyways, so I'm in there. The guy greases up the, uh, lubes up the thing to rub on my parts, on my chest. 
And he puts that thing on and I can see out of the corner of my eye, I'm turned to the side, I can see the sonogram of my fucking beating heart in real time. And it's, it's pretty, it, 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 it's kind of emotional to know that's it, that's it. And he, he made it sound all different ways to hear the different valves. I wish I, you know, all I could think was like, has anyone used this on a record? Of course, of course they have. So I think Pink Floyd did, but just straight up, not through the sonogram machine. So I'm looking at it, and of course I'm going, uh, so all right, so look, all right, what are you doing now? First he checked my, what is it, carotid, carotid arteries in my neck, because I checked those for plaque and deposits that would lead to stroke. And I look how they look. He's like, pretty good so far. And then he moves down on my chest, and he's looking at my heart. And I go, uh, so what's up now? He goes, I'm just checking all the valves. And I'm looking at it, and there's color going one way and the other way. I go, what's, what's the colors? What's the colors? He goes, just checking direction of the pumping. I'm like, is it good? Is it good? He's like, it's looking good so far. And then these guys, they're not really supposed to say that, but how are they not going to say that? They're not supposed to tell you. They're not a doctor. And then he's like, turn on your side. Let's get the profile. I want to see how the, uh, all the chambers look. So I turn on my side, and I'm looking at my heart beating and beating, and I'm like, holy fuck, that's the only thing that's keeping me going. That's it. That's the thing. I got no control over that thing. I do a little bit. I could try not to kill it. It's unexplainable. Why the fuck is it happening? Why is it just going? I know we're built to go, but it's like, what? Why, what? I was excited and, and fucked up and weird. So he turned on my side. He's looking at the chambers. I'm like, how's that? How's that? And when he put that thing on my chest and um, I saw my heart on the sonogram, I'm, I'm, I, I'm excited to tell you, it's a girl. <laughs> yep, I imagine some of you knew that. It's a girl. Yeah. So I'm the proud, uh, I'm the proud daddy of a girl heart. Right in my chest. Anyway, all kidding aside, I waited for the doctor to come into the examining room about 20 minutes. He came in. He looked at my cholesterol numbers. He looked at all the test results. And he said that my arteries and my heart are perfect. No plaque, no hardening. All the valves are pumping well. Everything is A-OK. Now, that is great fucking news. He said, I can try to exercise and diet away the cholesterol. I'm borderline. I don't need medicine yet. That's what he said. So what does that mean? That means I can either continue going to doctors to see what the hell's wrong with me and why my body is short-circuiting all over the place or try to change my life in a way that would ease that stuff. Maybe meditate. Perhaps not drink three pots of coffee a day. Maybe one pot. Perhaps not indulge and engage in anxious, crazy energy whenever possible. Perhaps that would help. I don't know, but I'm grateful. The ticker's all right. I'm sure I'll find something else wrong. Maybe it's in my lungs. I don't... Oh, see, I'm already... Everything's good. I'm sorry I put you all through that. Thank you for being there for me. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about this. A couple of women stopped by. There's this uh, Yes All Women art auction and exhibition that's coming up. uh, It's on Saturday, September 19th 
It's a fundraiser to benefit the East Los Angeles Women's Center. Uh, there's an online auction uh, that starts this Friday. You can go to yesallwomenart.com for more information on this. But I had uh, Jesse Askenazi and uh, Rose McGowan come in. Rose McGowan, the actress uh, you may know. And Jesse is a, a writer and photographer who once did a piece on me, and she told me she was uh, working on putting this event together. So right now, let's go talk to uh, to Jesse Askenazi and uh, Rose McGowan about this uh, this Yes All Women uh, art auction and show that Rose will be um, part of it, as will many other performers. Jesse. Yes, sir. Ashkenazi? Well, it's actually pronounced Ashkenazi. I'm technically Sephardic. Really? If you haven't noticed my Mediterranean nature. I know, but okay. (laughs) Jew. Jew. Jewish. High five. Ashkenazi. (laughs) Yeah. Rose McGowan, not Not, Jew. I have no no truck in this one. (laughs) No Jew. No Jew. Not a Jew, but you like Jews. I am married to a Jew. See that? See how that goes? And I had a female feminist rabbi at my wedding. Really? Mm. There's a a few of those around. There's some amazing people. Well, let's talk about this uh, Yes All Women. It started as a hashtag. Is it still ongoing as a hashtag? It is ongoing. Does it still happen as a hashtag, It happens because as life happens, uh, these... Problems remain. Right, exactly. Issues come to the surface. (laughs) Yes. So, yes, it it started as a hashtag. Um, I personally was extremely touched reading women's stories coming in from all over the world and intersectional experiences. in how gender inequality affects, yeah. you know, each specific people. And in the first four days of this, the tweets, you know, use, there was about 1.4 million shares. Wow. So, yeah. Um, it was really profound and it was in response to acts of violence um, that were perpetuated by misogyny in our culture. Um, so daily, it it is infused, and I think it's important for people to realize just how infused in the culture it is. From you know, children's in child during child childhood development. Yeah, you know, game video games. Rose and I were just talking about this Grand Theft Auto. It, the first experience right. some little boy could have or girl yeah. playing Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, and throwing a to, prostitute. Right, you get to buy a hooker, then you can actually kill her if you get enough points. Right, so that's your first connection with a woman sometimes and that yes and that uh, that that does not wire the brain well no no and rewiring you know what you know i really want to put forth is just a chiropractic adjustment for the mind mm-hmm. can we hold on one sec yeah. i'm gonna try to get them to shut that thing off for oh a sure anything to make yourself feel better all right so yeah. when i last talked to you jesse you you had uh, you wrote a piece on me a very good piece in the magazine oh why thank you sir. and i appreciate that you took some good pictures and yeah. then you know you you had this brainstorm yeah. this this idea all of a sudden you're like i'm doing a thing <laughs> <laughs> That's often how I react. Um, I, it, I was telling Rose when in the development of this, I was compelled to do it more so than, you know, it wasn't something that I had to think about. It was more I was compelled to and I had to find a way to make this happen. What um, was it that what, that sparked this thing? I've never, you know, in my experience growing up, um, I have never in my life felt as understood about these issues as I have when I saw this outreach from women across the world about these issues. The hashtag. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I and I just knew that this had to live on and these stories had to continue being shared and my background is in the arts. So I wanted to fuse a way for the art world and community, which is so often 
uh, revoltingly exclusive to intertwine with activism and actually benefit women who who really need the help. So we're we're joining with the East Los Angeles Women's Center. So all of the art that's um, going to be auctioned in this event is benefiting these women who um, are survivors of sexual assault and domestic uh, violence. And 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 the, some of the artists that you got to contribute art. Well, one of my heroes, uh, Barbara Kruger, who mm. is truly revolutionary for women in art and. You know, found us and Rose here is going to yeah. be screening the trailer for her short movie? her her short film that she directed that so. you did last year. Uh, I did it last year, and um, yeah, it's called Dawn, and it's it's a, a powerful, you know, the it's a beautiful film, but there's a strong strong message in there about what we do to young girls, letting them go in society while binding their hands with propriety, and setting that, them forth into the world to meet maybe a sociopath, and then mm-hmm. what happens? Binding their hands and not literally, sometimes literally, but no, with like maternal oppression, with societal oppression, Mm -hmm. with, and then what happens when you send a girl out? Maybe your daughter, maybe your sister. She leaves your house and she's going out into the world now with no protection and every single thing society and a lot of families have taught them uh, is to be polite and 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 how that can shift your brain and take away your internal warning signal for danger. Right. Yeah. It's intense. It's really intense. Has it happened to you? Yes, it has. Yeah. Yes, I think it it's happened to all of us. It's yeah. To, a lot to of be us. perfectly fair. Yeah. Everybody. That, there are certain expect- Everybody. There's an innocence to it uh, initially, and then you have initially. expectations, and then you find yourself in a bad situation. It's not even necessarily innocent. Yeah. It's just... No, but I mean, go, when you say that you're left out, when you're misled or not led at all uh, by your parents or by society, mm-hmm. you sort of go out sort oh. of open-minded like, about something. Like or doe-eyed puppy. Right. No, no, you actually have a feeling. You have a feeling. Right. Oh, something. But you know what? Oh, I want to be agreeable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be that... Gr- I want to go with flow. Right. There's actually an interview How bad could it be? How bad could it be? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, Mark Maron. Pretty bad. It can be pretty fucking bad. <laughs> it can be pretty bad. Yeah. You know? And so, there's a lot we can do, like men and women, boys and girls, mm-hmm. to combat this and just be aware of it. It's right. really just awareness and it's little tiny things. Like, from a magazine interview, the lead character in my movie reads a magazine interview from... It was a famous actor named Tab Hunter and he was famously in the closet. And he did an interview, like, advising young girls on what they should act like on a date and what he wants in a date. Uh-huh. And, it, of course, right. In a girl's magazine. Right. And it was written by a publicist, probably. <laughs> um, no, he goes, I like girls that ask questions, but not too many questions. But this is a gay man. Yes. Right. Who's pretending to be a straight man, sure. and he's locked in his own battle. Right. So he has to be, like, oh, over-masculine. A, where, how'd you, where'd you find that to be the seed of the kernel of the thing? Well, I had brilliant writers, and also I'm very. I studied classic Hollywood since I was a young child. Obsessed. Um, scholarly, almost. Actually, with tabloid Hollywood or uh, both, old? really, all of it. I yeah. mean, I actually have a lot of old Hollywood tabloids, which are horrifying. Right. And um, one of the things they now that's all news. All that news is news. Is no, believe tab- me, Hollywood tabloid. Yeah, it's, it's got to stop. That's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's on the list of enemies list that need of, to be taken down. Of just some chiropractic adjustments. For yeah, the moment. but it, it's no. I, I think it's hard uh, for for men to be empathetic. With, it's hard for me to be empathetic towards them too. To be empathetic towards anybody, it takes a certain amount of of, of open heartedness to really. I, I, that's why our work is yeah. really and your work is important and yeah. people's work is important yeah. people that actually engender and push people to actually feel something yeah. anything you are more likely if if I can push you and I figured out my life's work has been making people feel something whatever it is like smile laughter 
yeah. hate me, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You've experienced something. I actually actually have to say that I do disagree that that um, it's difficult to be empathetic. I think that that is our nature. I think that is part of we our survival. Yeah. No, I think no. You our, guys have also been raised to not be no. I, right. I, I think you've that had is your condi- problems too. The conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's conditioning and it's learned. But I do think Fear. that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, which is um, uh, false evidence appearing real. From I, what I know say. that one. Right, it's not right. true. Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> but my point is that that is our. That's how we survive as a population, as a species, uh-huh. is is through empathy. Yeah. I mean, and I, you know, on someone's deathbed, they're not sitting there thinking about. Uh, you know the the mundane activities that they didn't do that de- that week or whatever it is. The, it is empathy that comes out in those moments, and I think that's at our core. So I mean, we were talking to a woman today who has been through. horrors you can't believe the other stuff she was naming off and she said i've never been raped she's like i've been beaten with bottles and i've done this and and that in relationships she's like i've never been raped and that was like held up as a point of pride yeah Hmm. yeah and 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 it's pretty fascinating that that has to be a point of pride and this would be a person that you know hopefully this is who we're the event would 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 benefit in correct tell me about the the shelter that you are, are are going to be giving yeah. the proceeds to Yeah, so the East Los Angeles Women's Center, they're really phenomenal because they really have this policy that they won't turn anyone away. Mm-hmm. So with the money that they have been able to raise through funding, whatever, um, that's that's all great. But they have run through certain times where they haven't had money or they haven't mm-hmm. had the resources. And they will go into their own pockets and take drive a woman themselves to a motel and take her to Denny's and get her food and make sure she has somewhere to go, which is really different than a lot of other there's so many and there's not that many there aren't that many yeah and and their variety of programs is just I mean on everything they offer everything sexual assault you know they they go with survivors to Mm -hmm. hospitals they take them to court they hold their hand during exams and this is a private non-profit yeah mm -hmm. now is the plan ultimately to to get this happening in other cities and yeah rose and i are talking about this as a movement um yes all women infiltrating we want you know we want we're talking about in the future taking it to schools Uh, you know it doesn't have to only be within i want want this to be global and i want it to be and and this is something men can stand behind literally an easy hashtag yes all women Mm -hmm. and if you know i would i would ask you if you've ever loved a woman if you've ever considered a woman if you've ever experienced a woman that you would also consider that maybe we have had a different experience and we could use your help too a lot of progress needs to happen a lot of stuff needs to happen yeah and it won't take anything away from you it's just going to make your life and people's lives more awesome (laughs) i I don't feel threatened at all i like you that's great mark i'm just i'm using you're i'm just using you as the i'll be the puppet you're the you're the you're the representative for all men right now don't do that to me in this moment mark (laughs) you're a representative you have testicles you're Uh, mad i can't represent all of them (laughs) no uh but all right so you're going to host this event the thing on the 19th i'm hosting it so it's like a full night it's like a variety show it's it's going to be an immersive experience and and a dope experience uh, Megan Amram is oh, going to be there. That's yeah, great. she's a really good friend and one of the most amazing women that I know. She has this great book, Science for Her. It's yeah. kind of a take on yeah, it's funny books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So is she going to read from that? Yeah, she's going to read from that. Now they, you've got a website that I, I inspired you to do. Okay, yeah. Mark kind of forced me to make a website. <laughs> okay, like, thank you, Mark. Appreciate Big that. ideas of like where yeah. can people like, go? Fine. Oh God. So, but all the information. But yes, is it's, there. it's yesallwomenart.com. You can learn all about the artists. You can learn about the East Los Angeles women center and can learn about everyone involved and uh, we're really really excited to push 
this further to, you know, art obviously has true healing power, I believe. I'm sure you believe. I think we all believe. Um, There's a true healing power from art. So it's important to integrate that into actual, you know, the women that that work at the Women's Center, they are the ones out there. They are doing the dirty work. They are working, you know, 24 hours. They are teaching volunteers how to counsel women on the on the other end of the hotline when people call in with an emergency or a crisis. Full range of horrors. Yeah, Full and range. I've answered those calls. I volunteer for the center. That's kind of how it, this also came to be, is my learning experience and the training and the certification to do this volunteer work, you know, uh, changed my life, obviously. People will say that it, it's it's a cliche, and it's a very true cliche, that so, doing this work will change your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, being of service is powerful. Very. So the live auction starts on the... September 4th. 4th for yeah. the artwork. Yeah, for the artwork. Is, and that, is that on the website? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it's, it'll be all on the website. Everything's on the website, Mark. Okay. Okay, the world wide web. And the 19th is the live show at... Dilettante. Downtown. Which is at, and downtown. The, the, and also tickets are available on... The website. Yes, you know, it's yesallwomenart.com. Dot com. Yeah. It sounds like a good night. And it's going to be an amazing night. Good. Jesse I'm is glad we an talked amazing about woman, it. and thank you. Thank well, you. Thank you, Rose, as as is Rose. And thank- as are you, Mark. You're also an amazing woman, Mark. You and we appreciate I, that I, about I, you. Yes, I, all I women. It. Yes, all women. Yeah. Woo. I, feel I just made a woo sound on the I'm radio sorry. for the first time in my woo. life. Yeah, Someone right. get me a white limo. Yeah, it's on the way. Thank you. If Uber has it. Thank you, guys. Let me give you that info again. The date of the performance and the date of the live auction is September 19th. Please go to um, yesallwomenart.com for more. There's also a, a GoFundMe page there, and there's other information about the show. So uh, so go check that out. Um, I had a fucking blast talking to Lake Bell, and I want you to have one as well. So here we go. Get ready. Me and Lake Bell, happening now. Now I have a baby, so like I have... Now you have a built-in alarm system. Yeah, and my... A biological alarm system. And it couldn't get more biological because my boobs literally wake me up. Yeah? They, what, they ache? They they are ready. (laughs) (laughs) They're just sort of like, empty me... Yeah. How old is this kid? Like uh, seven years old? She's (laughs) 10 months old. It's similar. Um, They're both young. Um, Uh, You're not going to be one of those people that breastfeeds till like they're in in their teens. One doesn't know. I hope fucking not. No, I don't. I don't think that 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 is. 10 months old. 10 10 months old. I mean, basically, you're at luck. I did not. I'm a career person. I'm a workaholic. And I didn't think that you're going to have one. I didn't know. You know, really? I I, I like the idea of it. I never thought I'd get married. Yeah, and, what, I, and that and how's that, that happened going? too. <laughs> um, it's great. I yeah. I definitely I, I felt like if if I was gonna get married, someone was gonna have to like fucking like Dude. throw me over their shoulder and be like, "We're doing this." Yeah, but I wasn't gonna be like, uh, you know, when are you, we which, doing it? You know, <laughs> which um, did you become? Uh, I got thrown over. You I, did. Got, I got thrown over someone's shoulder. <laughs> You're coming um, with me, so, a southern man. You know what I mean? Like I, uh-huh. it took like a southern dude to just really? be like, "How? Where's he from? He's from New Orleans." Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah. That's like exotic South in a way. And yeah, like it is. there's a lot going on. Oh, there. it's like its own fucking country. Mm-hmm. It's it's it's. It really only... fucking is, man. No, it is. It's you go down there and you're yeah. like we're someplace weird, and there's nothing like it. There is nothing left in this country that really has its own cultural code. 
Right. You know, is like, that what it is? I think so. It's a little frightening at first. A little scary because I think we're so used to being like, mm-hmm. well, I'm, you know, I'm in America, so I know how to kind of do everything, <laughs> you know, from pretty much <laughs> anywhere, you know. Yeah. And then yeah. you get to New Orleans and you're like, uh, rules don't apply. They, <laughs> you, they're, they're, you can feel it in the air somehow. Oh, yeah. And also, like, they're a very resilient city and there's a, a sort of pride there for overcoming all that horrible yeah. water. And they should carry that pride pretty hard. Yeah. I think that my husband always says, you know, it's it's a very unique city because it, it's there's no concept of tomorrow. You know, it just is not. <laughs> that could con- go either way, good or bad. The, it, it, can the, kind of, it goes bad it. sometimes. <laughs> there's, there's no concept of tomorrow. Let's just push it. Yeah. and But because of that, there's yeah. no judgment. Yeah. So it's like That's if you are awake at 10 because you never went to bed and yeah. you're hammered on the side of the road, you know, right. whatever it is. Sure. That's just a guy living the no no tomorrow yeah. idea. Yeah. And it's okay. You know, <laughs> um, and then everyone, you know, starts playing horns and yeah, everything yeah. sort of just like spontaneously picturesque. around the guy on the street that <laughs> totally. didn't sleep. By the way, that happens all the time. It does? Yeah. The horns? Yeah. The horns. Spontaneous, Spontaneous horns. Spontaneous horns. So wait, so where'd you meet this Southerner? You know, we we met um, on the show How to Make It in America. I did. Um, that was an HBO show? Yeah. Didn't last that long? Lasted like two years. It was about a bunch of people that were doing things, making pants. They were making pants. <laughs> Are they going to get to make the pants or not make the pants? It, and then it didn't end up <laughs> going through. They, they didn't make the show. We don't know how the pants fared. Listen, a lot of people are like, did they make the pants? <laughs> like, they stopped me at the subway. Oh, did, didn't finish it out? <laughs> They, they didn't. They, oh, no, because it was left very it hanging? open-ended pants. How many did you do? Like eight? We did, Well, we did two seasons, and we did... I don't even fucking know how many we did. Doesn't, I think it doesn't matter. Did no one can watch them now anyways, it's, right? Well, They're no, gone. they can. Oh, no, you can? can. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, go then watch I got, them. I did... I, it was the first time I was like naked. Really? Yeah. On on TV? On, on, on a tele- yeah, which I'm like not squeamish about. Are, you, are <laughs> you, I think that the way you position that comment after I said you can still watch it, now they're going to go. I know. Yeah. That's how I did is it. That, is, oh, yeah, it's I, think, I think that's how I did it. Is it a plan? Like, you know what it actually reminded me? You said, can people still see it? And I know yeah. like, that you're naked. Profoundly so, that people can see it because I still get flack for it. So I guess that's why I was like. You get flack or you get weird emails I, like, hey, Lake, what's up? Your boobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, those. The, the, I get this. Yeah, get sure. This a lot. It's it's less emails directly and is more that, sort of but, like tweeted. But you also did connect that to. Is that how you you and your husband bonded? He came up no, and said, sorry. "Nice job with the <laughs> great tits." Yeah. Um, let's get married. Um, it was more. No, no. He 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 came on uh, the show. Shows about like hipster New York, you yeah, know, man. and um, cool people doing cool things. And and yeah. my character gets a tattoo. And um, my husband is a tattoo, a famous tattoo artist. Famous? Yeah. He is. He's Would like, do you have well, one? I, I, I only have this. This is very new. Where is it? It's, that heart on your knuckle? That's it. He's a genius. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't done anything. People don't even know about that, actually. Cause <laughs> it could be a blemish. I know. Well, the other one before that. Look. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Jesus. ankle thing? Yeah. Oh, All look. Right. I did this myself when I was 14 in a in a dorm room. That's sister. Oh, it's a school. cross? It's or like a star a plus sign kind of. So you did that. You read a, a thing on how to ink like jail, jail, jail house tattoos. Yeah, prison and tattoo. Yeah. You wrapped it uh, like around a sharp pencil piece of. A little like piece of like a needle and then got India ink from the art studio. I was at boarding school and I thought I was being really hardcore. So, so I did that. You just sat in your room poking yourself with fucking a fucking had, needle. Like I had clientele. Really? Kidding? Like I had a little like. 
parlor. Yeah. So yeah, when at I met, the prep school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah big time. Yeah, Kill, yeah, killed yeah. some tattoos. So time. now instead of teardrop tattoos, they just have bad grades, like <laughs> C plus dripping C- from them. <laughs> yeah. So you, okay, so he's you're on set with the guy getting a tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what happened was, I saw him and I was like, okay, I'm yeah. listening. You know, because yeah. um, I saw him yeah. in the uh, in the trailer. He was yeah. dating someone else at the time. I <laughs> I was like, okay, I didn't know at the time. I was being very flirty mm-hmm. and I didn't realize he was mm-hmm. dating someone. Mm-hmm. Um. And he gave me a, he had to like draw the tattoo on first. Onto your hip you're pointing to? Well, initially I thought it was going to be on the arm, but when I saw that he was a fox, I was like, I think it should be by my bikini line. (laughs) Um, And so, especially Uh because he was like, I have to draw it on first. Yeah, you're like, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This This is is so awkward. Of course, he was like, does this all the day long. Right, right. Like a doctor. Exactly. It's so clinical. Doesn't even notice what's right over there. Right over (laughs) there. Right, right over next there to the thing. Is, a, is a yeah, yeah. yeah. one of those. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, so he he sort of you know he he drew it on and I was like t- you know t- secretly taking pictures of the event. And, yeah. Um, maybe because I knew that you know hopefully one day you know that this would come around and he he actually his like line uh, my line to him mm-hmm. basically he mm-hmm. had a motorcycle helmet and uh-huh. I. I was like, all right, yeah. noted, because yeah. that's actually one of my superpowers is that I know stuff about cars and whatnot. Really? Oh, yes. yeah. You do a thing. Yeah. And my dad, I grew up with yeah. my car stuff. Oh, really? My dad is a race. He like owns race car tracks. Really? Which is like. So you spent your youth random. at the at the track. Yes. Looking at engines. So I was like, so what do you ride? You know, I was like uh-huh. trying to get in yeah, there. Sure, um, man. And he was like, uh, yeah, it's a Ducati Super Motard. And I was like, cool. Um. You ever take it on the track? And uh-huh. he's sort of like, you're sweet. But like. Yeah. Um, Did you drop any engine yeah. knowledge? <laughs> like, no. What you, I, what's in it? No, because what he basically like, he said, uh, I do in, in it locally. And I was like, is it is it New Jersey Motorsport Park? And he was like, why do you know those words? And I said, because my dad owns that track. And yeah. he was like. Yeah, little man. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> and, um, and then he was like, schwang. Right. And we're going to be friends for a long time is what he said. Uh, really? Little, yeah, he said, oh. He said, schwang, we're going to be friends for he a long time. He didn't say schwang. I'm going right. to I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead that. and say that. Yeah. yeah, I added that just, okay. just now. But actually. he did drop some like track knowledge and like, you know, did you say like, what are some words you would say to a guy who rides on the track? Like, what's your time? That- <laughs> I wouldn't go that route, but I would be, I, I think, because obviously like I'm not an engineer or like I don't fucking know how to, fi- like I can't fix your engine for you. Because even when I wrote my column about it, like it's more about the experience. Experience. It's uh-huh. like kind of an experiential um, relationship to cars and, you know, what I like, what I think sexy or yeah. what I think funny or, yeah. you know, it's that. Well, did you see my uh, my 2015 uh, black Camry hybrid across the street? Look, solid car. Right. Gets you to the, 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 the A to B. My mother was not happy. Why? I don't know what the fuck is wrong with her. She decided that I have like uh, some money and I should get a nice car. And yeah, you're, very, you're very smart. You got a car. Practical. That, yeah, you have. It's got great ga- gas mileage. And right? I like the way it looks. It's got leather seats. What the fuck do I need, man? It's, it's a, all really, you need. right. It's all you need. I drove a Beamer. I wasn't impressed. I can't tell the difference. Yeah, I mean, like if you wanted to feel that. Yeah, uh, if you want a little torque in your life, then you might have to go elsewhere. See, but. that's the thing about the torque. I took it out. I've only had it a week. I took it on the highway last night, and I was kind of pushing it. Yeah. And uh, it was okay, but it felt like it was like, oh no, here we go, like. The, <laughs> Like nervous, <laughs> nervous torque. A little, like a little, uh, a, a little tense about it. Like, oh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, there are some cars that are so confident with oh, yeah. their torque that yeah. I get nervous. Yeah, like I'm nervous. Right, they're so grounded. Like, yeah. all right, you wanted this. Here, Here we, we go. go. Yeah. So when was the first time you got on your your, your guy's bike and you're like, yeah, first date. First date, he uh, came. I was so the nervous. Yeah, it was the Ducati. Mm-hmm. And um, do you have another bike too? I, uh, he he did, but now we have the baby. He's like kind of like some, the ba- bikes are kind of waning. Like we don't go on the bike anymore. <laughs> That's smart. I d- just because it is so damn fucking dangerous. Yeah, you don't want to die. It, when are you gonna deny? I don't it? want him to die. Sure. You know, any of us. I don't want any of us no to one, die no or dying. get maimed. No. no maiming. So even. no more bikes. So you, you get married in oh he's southern. You did you get married in? We New went Orleans? to New Orleans. Yeah, and it was a whole. He's got a lot of friends with beards. <laughs> so many. There were so many tattooed. It was just like a sea of tattooed folk, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. just like my parents from you know the Upper mm-hmm. East Side, um, and then and then like the comedy world. You know, yeah. so it was a really eclectic. who of my friends were at your wedding. Well, Ro- I mean, like Rob Cordry sure. was my officiant. What does that mean? He he. Oh, he married us. you guys. That yeah. must have been fun. It well, you know, what's so interesting is like. What, he, in the you got the universal church thing? He, I don't know what like mm-hmm. credentials he has. I just believed him. Um, but he, <laughs> um, but he actually, he was so generous and loving and sweet, and it wasn't hilarious. He was very, very honest and real. Really, because you he's a great father and 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 husband. Yeah, no, he's good. a solid guy. I like that guy. I haven't talked to him in a long time. But you did. You were on all the children's hospitals. Yeah, like we everyone. Started, yeah, we started as a web series. Um, but where'd you meet him? Warner Brothers. We did What Happens in Vegas together. The um, movie. Yeah. yeah. So it was yeah. like Cameron and Ashton and then their like sort of quirky counterparts yeah, and best that, friends right. was Rob Cordry and Lake Bell. Right. And then we had to, in that movie, kind of full on like hate each other and then make out. And so we had this like insane tour of of in, of sort of like comedy silliness. Yeah. Together. Yeah. Oh, so you did the like the junkets together and stuff? Yeah, exactly. We were just and you got to know each together. other, and he was like, "This chick's yeah. funny." Yeah, there exactly, and then it sort of started that that trend of like, "Hey, do you want to be on my thing? Hey, do you want to be in my thing?" The you comedy know, world. That sort of like, yeah, the that, comedy circuit. Yeah, that sweet because network. before that, you were just like actress person. Yeah, like dramas. I went to drama school in England. I you know studied hold on, classes. hold on. Let's just we're not going to just blow all of that. Oh, we're just okay, not going to blow through that. Now, now, now we have to. I have to backload oh, stuff. Shit. Okay. No, no. See, there's a lot of things that we just blew over. For instance, your father owns racetracks. <laughs> Who the fuck is your father? His name's Harvey. I've Siegel. never asked it that way. I've never asked it that way. I usually <laughs> he would love one. that. He'd like the assertiveness. Tough Jew. Yeah, he's a Jew. Yeah, um, I, he would like to think of himself as tough. We but, all do. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain type of Jew that's sort of like, you're not going to be the accountant, composer Jew. You're more stocky. Perhaps there's some hair on the chest, not much on the head. Yeah. He, he, okay, so this is- Harvey Siegel, but Harvey That's Siegel full on Jew. But Harvey Siegel is lithe. Yeah. Okay, he's actually just for a visual. Not stocky. He's sort of a lithe dude mm-hmm. because he's a race car driver. Like, he, he enjoys racing. He's an amateur race uh-huh. racer, but he enjoys that, right? So Wait, he like, was always that? He always loved to, to to race. He's a fast Jew. He's a fast Jew, and wow. he's got a big old head of hair. Nice, white still. Though. He's been like he's been like silver. He's been the silver fox since he was like twenty. So this he falls into the 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 column of fortunate Jews with uh, lithe and 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 all his hair. Yeah, I mean he's got a great nose. Like let's not right. No, I mean, no, no. Yeah. That's fine. That that's that doesn't that's not that doesn't count as a negative. Yeah, in no, the Jew that's one columns. Of the great... Yeah, the the nose. You, you you make exception for all noses, oh, yeah, but yeah. having hair and not being fat. 
Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, look, yeah. <laughs> starting strong. So he he like married my mom, who is a 19-year-old model. Really? Yeah, who was at 37. So, you know, that's where he, was he 37. started. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he's got game. He's got mad game. Yeah, and you have siblings? Uh, yeah, I've got, he had two babies with that woman, yeah. my mama. And then um, he then remarried um, when he was 47. He married a 22-year-old named Sharon, and she's my stepmom. And he had two other kids with her. So this is like uh, uh, this is a like you know a fuck that Jew, <laughs> like yeah, like a, like I'm just gonna do what I want to do, Jew. He's one of those Jews. <laughs> he's gonna do what he's want to yeah. do. I don't know if you kids will understand this, but I'm gonna make some decisions that'll drastically change your life, so you can get on board or not. Totally. I'm gonna take off now. But you know he's, <laughs> yeah, he's like a workaholic guy. You mm-hmm. know he was not the most present dad necessarily and kind of made some weird choices but but as a as a, a dad now and kind of a friend he's cool grandpa he's very, yeah he's a great grandpa good grandpa that's that's what happens right when parents are you know kind yeah. of eh, made okay decisions when they were parents but mm-hmm. then they become grandpa sure parents. and and they're they and you're expected to forgive them and then watch them be nice to your child the way they weren't to you right and in a way i kind of i allow it yeah. You know, even dad, he would he sort of arrived a little later in my life as like, hey, you're doing cool stuff, kid. You yeah, know, yeah, kind of right. thing. Sure, sure. Initially, it was like you right. didn't do that by yourself. Right. You know, yeah. Especially when I wrote the car call on me when yeah. I was a little bit. Um, oh, yeah. really? isn't that weird? Yeah. That they're, like they're so. I don't know if it, it's a weird mixture of selfish and maybe a little bit of threatened. That like that sort of. I think that narcissistic parents somehow see you as just another appendage of them. Yes. And then all of a sudden they realize like it's not connected anymore, and they seem to be doing something yeah. that I should acknowledge as their own. Yeah, it's it's a weird shift. <laughs> it and is. I under I you know I'm very respectful. Thinking just thinking of my daughter, I'm like okay, I don't want that kind of right <laughs> that pattern to to continue but even in in sorry to, i'm going to bring up another Go whopper ahead. but in in a world there's a father-daughter competition story at the at the crux of it i know i watched it yeah i saw that one i saw your movie where you're going to come on here before um exactly exactly yeah, a while and, back and that whole you know father-daughter competition story was something that i was investigating personally too you know i was, I was sort of i like that movie it was a good movie you did a good movie i'll, I'll give you i'm proud of you good thank for you. you thank you <laughs> thank you my dad was proud of it but he and he didn't seem to notice that you know there was some really he didn't notice the kind oh, of he wasn't oh really yeah so but it's fine i mean i think it was most well, no that's probably better because he would have taken it personally yeah and, and i didn't want that anyway so. right but that, what's that guy's name who played your dad he's so Fred, good fred melamed what a tr- what a trip man. oh he's, so he's like good. such the classic jew he, he's that guy he's, is he really that guy no i mean he's the nicest man you yeah, know and, yeah and the character he plays, Sam Soto, in my movie is, you know, he's a little unsavory, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. and um, obviously to be in th- in the throes of serious competition with your 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 progeny and uh-huh. feeling insecure about that is not yeah. that great. I, I, of an my dad's like that with me, and, and he's the doctor. It's got nothing to do with anything. I, interesting, it's a right? Personal, yeah. It's that weird thing. It's a it's a narcissistic thing. I think so too. I think it's also it's just good old fashioned insecurity. Yeah, right, which would be, uh, right, I, I think so. Like, did I do, uh, you know, it's like looking, it, it, it's for this weird thing. And I wonder, because my, my brother and my dad sometimes, when they raced back in the day, you mm-hmm. know, they would both be on the racetrack. Mm-hmm. And that's inherently a competitive right. place right. to be. Yeah, And, um, you know, seeing my dad, even if my brother made a faster time, yeah. 
you know, he gave my brother a picture of them on the on the track. Yeah. And and it was him in front of <laughs> my brother. The one you know, moment. going over this yeah, right, this right, yeah. one this one little S. Uh-huh. And it's like like father like son, uh-huh, you know? Yeah. And uh-huh. um my brother's like, huh. You know, and I was like, really like couldn't you just give it to him yeah just like let him have that like what does it matter and isn't it great that you're you know so that that theme and that idea that your your um your parents couldn't be proud of you for your accomplishment and actually goes even further but actually in competition with you and feeling insecure about it that is really compelling to me yeah i guess that their generation of jews were the last ones to you know their parents were proud if they did better than them we want our children to be more successful than us that ended with that generation (laughs) all right we were more successful but you little fuckers can't beat us right fuck you yeah that's interesting i never thought about that yeah because that was sort of the thing with that first generation of jews were sort of like we just want our kids to to do better than us. Yes. And, uh, it's interesting. It's not It's not dissimilar from like ladies in success, mm-hmm. for instance, in this business and also in yeah. other businesses. But like, I think that what you just said reminds me um, of how sort of women, right? We're like, why aren't there more women helping other women? You know, right. Because women, I guess, are, have been successful for a littler amount of time, just right. historically. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if they've gotten to the point of success in something, it is a little harder and not as intuitive to like, to be like, come on, kid, I'll help you. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like you do it. I did it on my own. Right. You know, kind of looking, looking right. around in that way. And also like, and again, that threatened thing. I don't think anybody's really that secure, certainly in, in the business world. Yeah. Unless you really get to a position like you, people are so, uh, and I'm sure it happens with women, but I mean, in general, they're like, they don't want to vouch for anybody. Yeah. Or be associate unless they really have some some uh, confidence and they're grounded in their thing. That's what I mean. I think, oh God, you know, I think I've worked hard to kind of surround myself with people who don't have that problem mm-hmm. because right. that's really a bummer to live with. Yeah, it's it is. Just, it's insidious. Yeah. And it's just, if, especially what we do, it's like, we're super lucky, you know, to I've do. I've been we, hearing that a lot lately. What, that we're lucky? Yeah. And I like, I don't know if I ever, ever really noticed it before because I'm such an ungrateful fuck sometimes because I'm so busy going like, what happens now? Where are we at? Right. What, what am I doing now? This is it. I know it is. And God damn it. It is good. It's pretty yeah. good. But like the last three guests have been like, we we are so fortunate to be able to do this ridiculous thing that we do. Well, it is. I mean, think about it. like, what would you want to, like, what would you do? Like, what would the know. other thing that you would do? You know? You know, I'd probably, you know, maybe teach at a thing. And you, is that, what? <laughs> I mean, in a way, look, okay. I, I, I. Is that what? Is that going to make me happy? Yeah. It's like, what, are you, I mean, I don't know. No, I, it's, a, that's, that's behind do me. Do you now. feel happy? I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. I, <laughs> you are convincing. No, 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 no. I, I, there's a lot of things that are happy. Do you ever feel like if you <sighs> all of a sudden were happy that somehow you wouldn't be an artist anymore? No, it's not that. I, I think that it's deeper than that. It's not about art. I think that if if I was somehow happy that it would be something completely unfamiliar to me and it would feel a lot like jumping out of a plane. Right, yeah, no, I feel like that with friends who have been perpetually single. They don't want to find someone almost because Mm -hmm. to, like, what's more brave to kind of, like, date around Mm -hmm. or to, like, wholeheartedly be like, I love you. Right, the wholehearted thing. Like, I'm just going to fucking be scary and jump out of a plane and be like, I'm all in. 
Like, yeah. where, where, do you want to meet me here or what? Yeah. Like, you, that's so much more scary. Did you do that to uh, Yeah. To, was Scott, I learned right? that from Scott. Oh, really? Yeah, like that whole he trick. He said that to you? Because he's, he's, you know, he's all tattooed. Do yeah. you think he's like, kind of cool? No, no. Okay. Um, no, just from like neck down. Wow. Okay. Um, but he also has my name, like this nine days after we met he has a huge nine days yeah nine days after he you met him he perfect put, example of jumping off the plane like well i think that that uh, seems a little bit manipulative to me <laughs> but if you feel the hey, other, no pressure but check it out <laughs> you know what he didn't I've even know you a week he didn't even tell me either so right. he just oh, so kinda, that's cool yeah He's yeah a, so you grew up in where um i grew up in new york city right in new york city yeah With i'm the, like one of those people. <laughs> was your mom a big model? My mom my mom was a, a really successful model. But she, you know, not to the point where you're like, oh, your mom's Jerry Hall. You know, it wasn't like that. But around but that yes, time? Yes, around that time. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. your dad at that time, what was he doing that got him in these circles of like Studio 54, I'm thinking? Maybe? Well, unfortunately, you know, my dad being more on the end of Lascivious mm -hmm. um, was at a college mixer at Finch and met my mom. Um, you know, he was like at a, he was a 37 year old at a college mixer and, and locked eyes with my mom and saw her and what, she was 19. What, and what, what, what was he doing in a college mixer? Did, was that his thing? Objects, I think. Yeah. Just going, he'd I think look, he was like, he had like a, you know, a fast car outside and like, he just, <laughs> but then, you know, then my mom, who's like a, a, like a consummate kind of nerd, you know, she's sort of one of those beautiful yeah, they, a lot of them are. women. Yeah. yeah. Who she's like, she's a model, but she read war and peace in yeah, an yeah, afternoon. Yeah. You know, my mom's like one of those, yeah, you know, right, sure. um, and, uh, she still remains to be so f fucking beautiful right. inside and out yeah. and, um, has lived a million lives in different chapters. She's sort of inspiring that way. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he just was like, who are you? you uh -huh. and then once he got to know her he was like i'm gonna marry this bitch right yeah and with that sort of that jewish focus yeah that jewish focus yeah you come at it sort of like i've He's i like, can this is... we're not supposed to have those yeah therefore i will have it <laughs> yeah exactly she was like you know blonde blonde hair ice blue eyes you know oh yeah so, so, oh, sort wow. of a wafy yeah. sort of beautiful and that lasted angel. a decade it lasted um enough to get two babies out yeah and your brother and that's who your brother my brother, I've got an older brother, Luke. Um, yeah. yeah, what's he do? He he does sliding wall partitions, like sliding doors, like That's sort of high end architectural sliding doors. Yeah, he's got an amazing company that does these beautiful that does doors. architectural. Doors. He's the door guy. He's the door guy, and he even says he's like, "I'm the door guy." <laughs> he loves it in New York. In New York, yeah. And you and you never moved out here. I moved out here for yeah. I was here for ten years. Um, but then I just moved back to New York. But yeah, I I, I went to you know as I said. Oh, I let's went to go to the Jamaic school. school. You went to boarding school at a, like a fancy prep school. Yeah, I went like to a, with the outfit. With the outfit. Okay. Well, actually, when I was a little girl, I went to Chapin, which on the Upper East Side, which right. had the outfit, the like okay. the kilt thing. That sure. You, yeah. Um, and the tunics, and then um, went to I moved to Vero Beach, Florida, for a few years with my mom because her and her chapters, a lot of chapters. What the fuck was down there? She was married to this guy, um, Gilbert Schaefer, who's amazing. He was my stepfather my whole right. like childhood. Yeah. And he wanted to move to Florida, so we went to the smallest town. Yeah. I mean, like Vero Beach, Florida, is on the map for a couple reasons. One, the Dodgers train there. Yeah. B, um, it's also a surf community yeah and then see uh al-qaeda trained at the flight school in vero beach right. florida so it was all of a sudden on the map because of 9-11 right. and that was right know, 
not great. And now they've had to fight back with the no, but the Dodgers. But the Dodgers, yeah, 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 and yeah. then the Dodgers left our, and then so now it's like surfing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, that's everywhere in Florida. How many times were your parents married? Um, mom three times. Dad, she's on her third, or she's twice. out. She's on the third. Okay. Yeah. And it leveled off. Leveled off. She now lives in the farm and like gardens a lot. And on the farm, still, she lives like in a, in a, on farmland. Like a, really, yeah, in Connecticut. Really, yeah, nice. She went from like, you know, supermodelly yeah. and you know, Upper East Side, yeah. and then supermodelly manic Jew, and then exactly to, to Florida, to what Florida, um, old money, uh, Cleveland man, mm-hmm. um, who old was man? a wine connoisseur oh, okay. and um, uh, and merchant, mm-hmm. and then um. And then now is living in Connecticut with um, a nice man named Paul. Nice. Yeah. It wound up with just a guy named Paul. A guy named Paul. And a farm. And he's great. Okay. Yeah. And your dad's on his second or Dad's out? on the second, but that, that's like my stepmother since I was two. Right. So that's Sharon. That's right. That's my Sharon. And everybody got along. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're just like, and I, I want it to be that way. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find. No, there's like, I mean, of course, there's just so much like arbitration and like, you know, the courtrooms and. How old were you when you were like 10? I was two when they got divorced oh, okay. and it's just like, yeah. it was just a mess of, of like custody and, and name changing and. Oh, really? Yeah. But it's like. It leveled off though. And they were all both, everyone was in your life. Now and... everyone's cool. Yeah. Now. I think it's like the p- kids end up being parentalized you know they kind of take on the we've got to fix everything kind of you know did you like, have that yeah my brother and i were like the uh, hub of, of corrections the in-betweens the yeah. middle people yeah the, the middle well, and you'd have like a little little uh confabs about it is that the right word where you'd be with your brother's like all right so dad's like acting like fucking idiot yeah and now we, we got to figure out how to tell mom exactly but there would be so much shit like growing up they would always be like this was what i loathe um is the you know, don't tell your mom that I'm in town because, you know, there's so much like, don't tell your father that we're going to. Th-. I'm like, <laughs> who cares? We're not like CIA. Like, it doesn't matter that we're in town. Who cares? They, you know, they, they well, that's the weird thing is, is like, and I know this is my parents are divorced and they have been for years. And they, you know, my dad's a nutbag. But but there's always this weird whatever was there to begin with is still sort of there. So all that shit is is loaded. Right. You, you know, they they want to still feel connected somehow. Interesting. So are they remarried? No. Oh, yeah. Well, my dad's been remarried a long time, but my mom's sort of like, so what's your father doing? Right. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, okay. Right? It, it's like, what? Yeah. It, how can that not go away? There. Of course, how could that go away? Yeah. Your mom's 19, and you know what I mean? I know. I mean, I just, yeah. I wish I was a fly on the wall. I mean, there's so much that, you know, I started, I start to appreciate it now, you know, now that I have a baby and I'm looking at, you know, it's like, thank God that we all have our babies kind of later in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like w- yeah. a lot of me and my friends were all sort of like older parents. And I think How old are you? I'm 36. Yeah. So it's like, at le- you're like, yeah, you're old. <laughs> no, but it is, it's better. I think that you have perspective in a way that's like, if I had a fucking baby at like 20, 26, it's yeah. just, yeah, it's, people do not, that. I know. And but, younger. My, my, how old, so your mom was like 20? She was for the first one twenty one, yeah, second one right? twenty seven, and wow. then. Oh, that's a big difference between you and your brother, huh? Yeah. And the step brothers and sisters you get along with? Yeah, yeah. That is like the greatest gift of there's it. There's just which two. Is just there's two. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I have this like huge family, but there's two um, younger sisters, and then I have half um, or step brothers from that marriage, the Florida marriage. Yeah. I consider them like part of my team. Even though they're not together anymore, they're still, you're yeah, still. Yeah, because if you spend enough time. And with you're still in little, touch with them? And yeah, stuff? totally. 
you, you do the prep school thing. You're prep smart. Thing. You're pretty. <laughs> okay. you, you know, you're. Are you modeling? Um, I in when I was in London at drama school, I had a, a a bout of it just because it's the only thing you can do without a national security number, right? <laughs> um, in terms of making money, and uh-huh. I was like, I was, you know, I'm not. I wasn't this lithe thing. My mom was a waif, you know. Yeah, she yeah. was a model. Yeah. Okay. Right. I had more stuff, and yeah. so. I couldn't do high fashion or anything, but I could do like some, you know, mediocre modeling gigs, which I did. And I remember being like a fucking like promotional girl, you know, like at at, like events (laughs) where they give you some, hey, kid, you know, actually it was in England. So I'd be like, all right, put this on. Yeah, put this on, hold this. Hold this thing, tell people people where the, you know, (laughs) where the loo is or whatever, you know, and and that was, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what I did. I was like, yeah, it's over here. And what drama school was it? Um, Rose Bruford College of Speech and Drama. Why that one? Because they had a BA honors. Like, my dad didn't like the idea of me getting a diploma. So, you know, like... What does that mean? Like, it's just the idea... But I know, who cares, right? But the idea that if, in case the acting thing doesn't work out, you know, it's like, I want you to have something to show for it. Like a Bachelor of Arts. Okay. So this was the, the conservatory that offered an actual academic... Bachelor of Arts, which, by the way, we did jack shit. And how was that school? It was great. I mean, it's like it was like uh, fucking no frills. Mm-hmm. You know, I lived above a fish and chip shop in the middle of Sidcup, which is like in England. If you said Sidcup, people would be like, "Oh my god, how oh, that happened?" Yeah. You know, it's really you know. And you were there for four years. I was there for four years, and really, yeah. And so that those were my formative kind of college years was in England. So huh. yeah. So, but you know. I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things. I don't think you have to go to drama school in order to be a good actor or anything. It just, no, no, it's yeah. just an endurance test at one point. But you, you know? do have certain skills. You have a composure. Do you know, like, oh. if you... Well, I mean, I think that's the difference. I mean, a lot of actors I talk to, uh, when it comes right down to it, they have a, sort of a hard time necessarily describing what it is that they do or how they do it. Right. But there are some cats that are really kind of... Uh, kind of I don't know if the word is utilitarian or like they're just they're they're working actors. They've got their craft in place. Like you talked to someone like Cranston, you know, who you know came up in the studio system. His dad was a studio system actor, like, mm-hmm. a, and he's it's like a job, right? And he's got his you know his the way he does it. He sees himself as a working you know like a working class almost, right? But then there are other people that are just sort of like I don't know. You just either you have a knack for it or you don't, and you kind of pretend, which is true. I think it's sort of like an amalgamation of both because. But you speak so nicely, and you made a movie about speaking in a way, so <laughs> that that you must have learned how to do that. Like my mouth is a fucking mess. I have rolling L's. I lisp, and my jaw doesn't meet. It's a disaster. But you're super aware of everything, which is kind of amazing, right? Like right. you're so aware of yourself. Yeah, I can't stand it. There's nothing I can do about it. If I get a W and an L together. Like howl, I had to say howl a bunch of times before. It's difficult. Howl, yeah, because my L's are sort of like W's. I used to kind of like have a symbol, a sibilance, a little bit. You know, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of that, and then I kind of worked through it. Because what I love about the voice, and why I'm so obsessed with it, Uh um, and what you learn at drama school, um, is you know that all these muscles are workable, like in the way that we do physical therapy to shift our body, right? Um, and repair our body. You can you can do that with your voice. And what about movement? <laughs> um, and I love fucking movement. I dork out to all this shit. But so you you did though. But that training means oh, something. Oh yeah, man. I was so into it. But I also was kind of a sponge for that kind of dorky stuff. Yeah. But, um, sword play. Sword play. I did all dancing. that. Dancing. Yeah. I mean, just like rapier yeah. dagger, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
I, I, you know, I don't get to do that as much uh, anymore. Really, not much sword play. Not much sword play. <laughs> but I did get pregnant, and that happens. Oh, oh come on, good one. Uh, but, so you do that for four years, and you come back here. Um, so I did that for four years, and then I went straight to uh, Los Angeles, where it was like, "All right, kid, next." You know, it was very. I had just done "Tis Pity She's a Whore," you yeah. know, like a Jacobean play. Yeah. You know? And um, and then all of a sudden, I was like, uh, I did. Uh, I got. I don't know. I remember I did my first job out of the gate. Not many people know this is very horrible. And I told um, Rob Hubel about it because we did that show, the shit show. Yeah. You know, it used to be, but it's a horrible, horrible movie um, called Slammed. And I play just like a booby girl who like with other kind of, I mean, this is like, like with like girls who would do porn, you know, right. like um, where I, I'm just like the comic relief in a, and I'm horrible in it. Like I'm just the worst actor. But and, you, but you were like, it's the first job. Oh, it was so exciting. Yeah. I thought this was my mystic pizza. Right. I was like, I've arrived. You know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> um, but and you know i remember having they wanted me to audition for like the girl Mm -hmm. you know the one that's like hey chad like what's going on with us you know and i was like insisted on auditioning for the like kind of comic relief person and i did this whole shebang and 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 they were like who it was such a dodgy group of people and um you know of course i got it i was so jazzed to be there and there was one scene where i'm like you know like all right, we're gonna get your boobs to bounce and then he's gonna drop salsa on you you know I mean it's just like the worst like <laughs> but I was so like unfettered optimism about it sure. you know? and then um and then shortly after that I started to you know I was like a cocktail waitress for a while and then a hostess and then I got um uh, war stories which was like me and Jeff Goldblum and I played a, a, a journalist mm-hmm. um in a backdoor pilot which became kind of a TV movie type thing so, so that was your first role and then you're a hostess and a waitress and then the big break was well, I mean I that's the thing it's like I've never fizzle, had yeah right. I'm like a not fizzle but maybe like slow step but you up. did episodics I did episodics I did TV for a while I did, yeah. always was on a TV show on the air you know you're like, always on yeah like because you were good it was like mismatch and then Boston legal yeah and, and then fucking what else I don't know when was the first oh. movies when did you get tied then, in with the comedy people when then it was what happens in Vegas it that was changed it my life yeah. oh really yeah everyone I, was like who's this funny chick yeah and then it was kind of like Mm-hmm. Or just it, you know. Again, I'm not like it's like you're not. You're clearly not like sitting across from Cameron Diaz right now. You know, like I feel that I am comfortably and so sort of like I love the trajectory for yeah. me because I'm like, oh, I still go on the fucking subway. You know what I mean? And I can live my life. And then also, I'm a constantly working person. So. Right. Um, but occasionally you get there like, hey, you're that. Yeah. Oh, uh, did we? Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know. Then it goes away. And then it goes away. And it's always respectful or, you know, it's like, I never know what someone's going to say. They're like, oh, you're, they never know my first name. No. You know? No. It, it's occasional. Yeah. Only recently, maybe. Right. You know, but usually it's just like, oh, uh, uh, I don't even. Uh, and then the, you tell them like, you tell them like um, what happened in Vegas. They're like, no. Yeah, exactly. And then you're just like. <laughs> But they'll be like, in another world. And I'm like, mm, it's close. Sure. <laughs> or made America you yeah. know, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And then, or th- I hate when people say, oh, um, what do I know you from? Right. Because I'm like, well, I, think- I don't know the th- your, I don't know what you like, what your arsenal of iTunes. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, you know. Yeah. You can't. It's hard to answer. Like, you don't want to spend too you. much time. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but when did the, um, like, I'm trying to figure out when you sort of got integrated into the comedy I, world. I think because it's honestly David, Children's Hospital. Because what about David Wayne's thing? You did a Wayne Days. Yeah, but that was like brief. I, I mean, I, that, I only did one Wayne Days. It was really just Children's Hospital. Because what happened right. was, you know, I did What Happens in Vegas. And then, um, you know, Cordry and I became pals deeply from that um, experience. And then he started. He, I think it was one of the first people that was on Children's Hospital. With oh, I see. So that you ran yeah. through that, and then you, all this other stuff was sort of happening simultaneously. Exactly, really, exactly. So you did Children's Hospital, and that ran for a while, years, seven years. We're still doing it, right? You know, all of a sudden, I was like, I was playing a comedy, a comic, right? Kind of. And now you're like a comedy person. And now I'm a comedy BoJack person. Horseman, What Hot American Summer. That's like that's like a comedy graduate school. Yeah, I mean, basically. Yeah, you're point. like you're in with the. <laughs> <laughs> but see, Children's Hospital kind of functions in that way, too. Like, I feel like every year we all come together and yeah. it's like comedy camp. Right. And we all get paid $7, but we're, we show up, you know, and now I direct, I direct them each year, even though this year I didn't get to because I'm in pre-production on this other thing. But like... You know, and, and you have a big movie coming out, right? That's why you're yeah. here. So no like escape. That. Yeah, <laughs> not talking about it. But no escape is not a comedy with so Owen Wilson. A, yes, but so it's me and Owen. But there's no there's no laughs. <laughs> Why'd they do that to you? You know what? I think it's kind of smart casting because you've got it lulls the audience into like, well, shit can't get that bad, mm-hmm. and then it gets that bad. Bad. So, it's so bad. Like the the shit that happens is so level ten, and then a level eleven. I mean, there's just le- it's it's so good though. Honestly, like I'm so thankful that it's not, you know, the kind of thing where I have to come out and like promote sort of something like, I don't believe in. Sure, sure. But it's 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 fucking good. I don't usually watch movies like that. I have yeah. to admit. What kind of movie? A thriller. It's not the kind of thing where all of a sudden, you know, we're like a family, and all of a sudden we know fucking kung fu. It's like. If Owen and I were married and this happened, it's like we're it's kind of a mess. You know, we're yeah. messy. It's, yeah. it's you got to figure shit out in a way that's very hyper, hyper real. And the children aren't props. You know, right. that thing of kind of like, let's get the kids too. you know, you like know their names. It's Lucy and Breeze. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they you know how they feel about things. So it's menacing. This it, thing. It's just like, oh, it's so stressful because is there one guy causing the trouble? It's we get caught in a um, a sort of government um, uh. coup, so like rebels sort of overthrowing their government, and it's it's something that actually was was attempting to happen in in the middle of, um, you know, in Thailand when we were shooting it. So d- while we were shooting um, this fucking movie, oh. they had to regulate when we did our riots uh, mm. scenes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. and uh, because. It's Could Shanghai, happen. Thailand, and it might have been misconstrued that something was going on. It's like on. Apocalypse Now in the Philippines. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it was it was volatile. So when did you start directing stuff? You know, I had been writing for, for many, many years, but kind of closeted. I didn't mm-hmm. want to be an actress who, like, was working on a screenplay with right. a, nothing to show so for it. So you didn't talk about it. Never talked about it. Right. And, um, and then I presented this first script to my agents that I had co-written with this girl who I sort of, like, you know, worked with and sort of got a it was four years of work and it was a college level course in screenwriting you know it was like great working with her because yeah. i was all dialogue and like ooh, what if this happens yeah. and kind of like improvising with myself and she was like structure yeah so we were a great team but then that all sort of dissipated and there was dissipated like, hostily um in a unfortunate way yeah mm-hmm. because it just was it was one of those things where um i think there's so much energy when you work with someone mm-hmm. and you're like 
people you care so much we almost became too dependent on each other mm-hmm. and then um you know even personal life too mm-hmm. and then once that starts to get weird then it's hard to think about you know when you make a movie it's like years of your life you know yeah. and if there was distrusting measures mm-hmm. there then why mm-hmm. move forward so mm-hmm. i kind of killed it mm-hmm. um and um but anyway so after that i then started to write on my own mm-hmm. <laughs> i was inspired to write by myself and that's when i started writing in a world and i presented it to my agents they then were like look you should direct this shit and i was like i'm not directing ha- having never done anything before i think right. that's really irresponsible right and i'm too I just don't have the audacity to do that. And um, they said, well, then, you know, Billy Lazarus, my agent, was like, then fucking write and, write and direct a, a, a short film. Right. And so I did. And that was Worst Enemy. And it went to Sundance. Yeah. And did really well there. And then so after that sort of validation, I then was like, all right, I'm going to I'm going to. You can do it. And then when In a World got in, um, you know, and I, <laughs> I mean, the, the sort of energy and, and, and love and success that I got from yeah. In a World really did change my life vastly. Yeah. I mean, it won the um, screenwriting award at Sundance, which was vastly unexpected. Um, you know, it just was like... Uh, a, and it's exciting. It's a big thing over there. Yeah. Yeah. When just, the buzz at Sundance, it's like, it, and you're in that weird little world with everybody in the business is there. Yeah. And there's stars everywhere that you don't know are there. It's like, what is that? Who's yeah. that coming out of the bathroom? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Are they just here for a day? Who, does anyone know they're here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, 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 it was really special. And all my friends were in it. You know, it was just like the movie just fucking was the be all end all. Yeah, I liked that movie. Thank you. I did. You know, and I don't, I wouldn't say it. I didn't want to have to yawn and be like, watch a movie and be like, oh, no. Now no, what? it's I'm, it's a good movie. It's so very heartfelt and it makes you. It's emotional and you know, Dimitri Martin's tolerable in it. And <laughs> he's great in it. Yeah, he's, he's great. great in it. Yeah, and you know, Cordry is amazing and yeah. very honest. And yeah. Michaela yeah. Watkins, who you just I love her. Out. She's like one of my best friends, and she's in it. And yeah. Tig Notaro, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, Nick Offerman. And, yeah, yeah everyone's Stephanie in there. Stephanie Allen. Everyone's in there. Yeah. Stephanie Allen. Yeah, I mean, Cameron's got a little cameo in there. Yeah. She, um, uh, Eva Longoria, you know, I just yeah. like, threw up with it. <laughs> yeah, you stacked it up. Yeah. You're like, this is you're like a, a cast of stars. I was just like, yeah. But I didn't even, with Cameron, I didn't even, I said to her, I was like, I. You guys are buddies? Yeah, she's a really good friend of mine. And I was like, I do not want to, you know, I didn't want the credit right, to, be to be there. Cameron, I didn't, yeah. Because I just didn't want to. Right. Like, you didn't like, want to look like that person? Well, I didn't want to like, she's genuinely a very good friend. And I didn't yeah. want to. Um, sort of uh seem using her yeah exactly and how did that movie do lake bell i'm I'm just gonna reset you like um we're on npr so lake bell yeah how did that um um that film do in a world it did great i mean i made 0.00 dollars congratulations thank you so much that's great um but it changed my life yeah i guess that's what you in what way um personally or professionally i mean both I mean obviously personally you directed a movie and it it got well received and it was fucking beautiful and you're a rock star well that I mean think I mean I was an actor and now it's like you're a director and a writer yeah it's like uh, okay I I, at first you're a force I'm just I have hyphenates and and I I have justified hyphenates versus just sort of like presenting them out there in a kind of you know so it says on your resume you're director and what what did you direct Um, I did a thing I can send it to you. <laughs> <You're> not- 
if, if you have to say I can send it to you, then it's a little can, bit, you know. I can give you a link. There's a little, my music's not cleared, but here's a link, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I you can you can purchase my work on yeah. iTunes at all. Um, but and then I'm I'm in pre-production on on my next picture, but it's also it's not a comedy, so it's sort of an interesting new. You wrote and directed? No. I it's an adaptation of this novel that I love called The Emperor's Children mm-hmm. uh, by Claire Massoud. And yeah. the adaptation is uh, written by Noah Baumbach. Um, and yeah, I know that guy. I, I, I talked to him. Did you? Mm-hmm. Right on. He, he seemed to just, he's got a movie coming out right now. Yeah. But he just had one. He's super prolific. I am not, I, I'm, I'm really in awe of how yeah. quickly he sort of churns shit out. Yeah. Like, and I'm always in awe of people who can do that. Yeah. I take my time. I'm kind of slow. And, yeah. Um, he figured it out there. He's one of those kind of low bud shooter guys. I know. Yeah. I know. And, but then again, I kind of could do that too, but you I could. just have, you know, I'm when I go and act in a yeah, movie for right. two months right. and then I have a baby and, you know, I'm right. Because right, I have an original work that you'd, I've been working on for like yeah, you'd have to five like, years or something. You'd really have to, I think you'd ha- have to pull back from the acting. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Right? Totally. Um, I mean, so, I okay. Do, so that he adapted this thing. He adapted the Emperor. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, you're about it's to fine. say something. You set it up with your head and everything. <laughs> no, he, 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 he sort of adapted it, and then um, it's Imagine Entertainment is uh-huh. making it. So it's like and you're just okokay, you're not just directing in, it. Yeah. So you're, now you're you're been hired to as a director. Yeah, like Brian Grazer and Ron Howard hired me uh-huh. to direct it. Uh-huh. And who's um, in it? Uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's the best. Um, and we're still casting the other characters do, do you need um me for anything do you are you a 26 year old girl who went to brown i can do that okay i can do it like just picture it Hold would on. you shave your mustache <laughs> yeah just to make it more believable yeah not the goatee though i get the goatee right. something's got to stay because i can't we'll cgi it out no <laughs> i just want to i want to have a little bit of me in the part you. Yeah. well then you're gonna bring your heart yeah, this is a new thing I do. Whereas I put people on the spot to cast me and things on my show. Oh, yeah, it's um, a new thing, I but mean, I appreciate it. Oh, sure. No, it's, it's yeah, okay. no, it's going well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've got know, nothing. We're I've gonna have to have though. you come in and just like read because <laughs> yeah. you know the producers need to kind of. It's not me. It's yeah. just that the no, producers. But but let's not diminish it with my uh, neediness and my joke. Um, where so you're casting? I'm casting right now. And but that, it's two. There's two women. You know, there's two sort of young it, girls. Where's it going to shoot? New York City. Mm-hmm. My hometown. Do you know what you're going to do now? Like as a director, is like you, you're like you got locations going and everything's going. Um, in truth, I'm in the frustrating purgatory of you know being. I have been in pre-production for a year and a half, right? Um, and solidifying your financing and making right. sure that it's sure. stable and that they everybody's okay. But and that's not on you, right? You know what I. I'm someone who's very much involved in that kind of stuff. Just so you're a producer as well? I am. I don't right. know whether to get that credit, but right. yeah, I've been producing it with my producers, you know, for, you know, when, when we get cast, you know, it's like, it's me who's in there. If we have to do a rewrite, that's me in there, you know. It's, but Imagine hires you and they're like, okay, this is the money we're going to put in. We'll see you. Good luck with everything. <laughs> Use your people and we'll talk to you. No, no. They, Imagine is at, actively producing Okay. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so they are we're 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 teammates, you know, mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. much in trying to like make it all fucking happen, and it's just like fucking frustrating sometimes. What's exciting? So you're in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. So you're there. Yeah, and I yeah, that's going into the city. 
Yeah, I mean, I try to like, I'm going to try to locations got as much in Brooklyn as possible, just easier to shoot there. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the city is just like a beast. It's a fucking nightmare, right? I love it. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, um, I think, I don't know. I grew up there and I still enjoy, you know, being in Brooklyn and getting to see Manhattan, right. you know, from the other side of the, the, the yeah. river. Like, right. isn't that better? You know, being able to kind of. Well, it's not the same. You know, Manhattan's exhausting. And it it is. just even if you know, it's nice to be able to look at it and go like, "Oh, am I going to go in today?" <laughs> yeah, and and, and you can <laughs> or just go, look at it. Yeah, like for a sexy date night, maybe yeah, you want right. to go into the city. It makes yeah. it's like it makes right. it exotic again sure. instead of hating it. Yeah, you yeah, know? you you like it's like living on Long Island. Are we going to go into the city? Yeah, <laughs> different but the same. Uh -huh. Um, did you did you ever live in New York? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you know, where did you? I was just there. I lived on Third and Sixteenth for a couple of years. I lived on a. Second yeah. between A and B for a couple of years. And yeah, then, my brother uh, lives in the neighborhood. Well, when I lived there, it was the late eighties. It was like different. No, I mean he moved there like fifteen years ago. Oh, so he saw like, the whole shift. Smoke dope, dope, yeah, yeah crack, dope, crack, 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 yeah, crack smoke yeah. dope. And then the weird heroin names: Yankee Doodle, <laughs> Tango, and Cash. Yeah, my mom was always like, yeah. "What are they saying? Yeah. You know, why are they asking me?" So? Uh, 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 uh. Um, well, it's nice that they were asking her that she had that look. I love like that, that lady needs something. I know. I was like, <laughs> "Why are you approaching my mom? <laughs> this blonde, you know, a goddess." And you, did you say you were gonna wanted to look at places here? Or did I make that up? No, yeah, I'm trying to. Move, I mean, we're trying to figure out whether they're gonna move back. Um, really move back. I know, but I I feel like I do. You own the place in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. All right, so you're I put good. all the money in there, and now I'm like, shit. You what know, do you mean? Like, so you just have that place? I, I or rented I, or whatever. It was a big deal because was basically, it, did you buy a building? We bought a four story kind of townhouse. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I birthed it at home. What? So it was like a very important. Whoa, whoa! In the bathtub? On the floor. On the floor? <laughs> On a mat? It, to be honest, it's kind of like. It's not linear, kind of where it all happens. It's like you just go like we're doing it here. Uh, you, yeah, I mean, I knew I was going to do it at home. You but planned it though. I planned it. Did you I have a doula. I had a doula and a midwife. Really? But no doctors. Huh. Just hanging out at home. Yeah. Is yeah. That, and you like that? I liked it. You do it again? I would do it again, even though if you asked me right after, I'd be like, "Fuck you." Yeah. You know, I'd it's be a like, mess, right? It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like I had, it was a fucking mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's just like so, it's just a massacre, you know, yeah. of stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but also, I just had no idea that it was like that hardcore. Like, I knew birth would be insane, but yeah. I didn't know the aftermath was insane. Yeah. Because I don't know. Do you have like uh, friends who, like, do, are you like. Because well, I gotta, you got, everything's gotta come back together. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody tells you about that. Uh, I just, everything is so, you're like, oh, I'm injured like yeah. i'm an injured person uh, um i thought i would just kind of like bounce back and no. you know because i like i like i make lists i'm kind of organized and i felt like all right i'll be able to kind of troubleshoot yeah. this new sort of priority <laughs> shift <laughs> right, you know right and it was just like i was hit by a wave i just didn't know what the fuck happened i totally was depressed i you know all that chemical shit happened to me and i just felt like i would be i don't know somehow and scott was there Tattooing yeah. the baby immediately. <laughs> he just <laughs> get some ink on that real estate. Yeah, exactly. No, but he was he was there for the whole thing. Yeah, he was there. He was sort like, of like my doula, basically. Holy fuck! He's great. He was just like he kind of he runs marathons and yeah. shit, and he's kind yeah. of hardcore. Yeah, he knows how to you know if if we were like you know taking a hike and there's a scorpion or something, yeah. he'd be like, I can talk to the scorpion and make sure that it doesn't come here. <laughs> like he's sort of like an 
uh, yeah, like yeah. an animal whisperer. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I felt like him, when you turn kind of into an animal when yeah. you're, you're having a baby. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. I yeah. just was not even there. Right. I mean, I was there, but I, I, I we actually had a, <laughs> we had our friend photograph the event. Uh-huh. Um, she's was a str- that a good idea? You know what? I didn't even know she was there. Uh-huh. I just was like, I, I knew she was there, but I didn't, it wasn't what I was concerned with. And she's a street photographer, so she's amazing at being kind of invisible. Uh-huh. Um, so have, she, how do you, what do you, how, what well, just pick? looking back on it, you know, it's like Scott was just in it in it yeah Yeah. and just there and it's it's um i i feel for the first time i just felt badass you know like my husband runs marathons and he is physically a badass yeah and i just don't have that i just there's nothing that's ever partially i think why i wanted to do it at home was i just i i just was like this is this is gonna be my thing you know i don't i don't want to i want this experience i want to feel it i want to i want to be there i want to i'm impressed with this whole mechanism you uh-huh. know like my right. body is just kind of operating like yeah. that's that's the thing about it is like you get nervous I, at least i got very nervous about you know will i know what to do and the truth is is like your body knows what to do. The fucking, you know. It's coming out. It's coming out. Yeah. And my, my midwife even said afterwards, I was like, I realize you never told me. When I hear other people's birth stories, like, you never told me you're six centimeters or whatever. Yeah. Like, I never heard the word centimeters. Right. Okay. Right. She was like, well, I, I don't want you to start doing, like, birth math. Like, if you've been working fucking hard for 10 hours and you've only you're only at six centimeters or some right, shit you're right. like okay um i need to get four more centimeters that means right. 10 centimeters okay, like, oh my god are you kidding me you know like yeah. you would go crazy um almost claustrophobic with anxiety of that you'd have to continue you, it's too exhausting yeah. but so she was like look my philosophy is it's either in or it's fucking out right. and that's all you need to know yeah. you know so you got to keep going you know how long was it it was like two days or something you know on the floor no, all over the place, like in the shower, right. the toilet, right. in the tub, yeah. in the bed. The yeah. bed sucks always, yeah. which is what's so crazy. In what the hospital, does? they put you on the bed yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like totally ridiculous. Really? You shouldn't be on the bed. Right. It it's not kills. hard enough? No, it's just like that shape is not conducive right. to gravity pulling. <laughs> oh, right. Like, right? Oh, right. Like, doesn't it make sense? You should be like. Squatting? Yeah. I was right. on a little stool sitting like this. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's when wow. shit gets real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's why a lot of people, you know, deliver on the toilet. Yeah. I mean, not to like get into it. I don't right. Know. You know, I've never gotten into it. We can get into it. I mean, I don't know. This is like I'm yeah. <laughs> No, it's exciting. Um, no, but I don't yeah. know if it's gonna happen for me. So, like, I, hearing about it, I don't think I've really? ever happened. Well, how old are you? Fifty-one. I, you can totally. The guys are so lucky. Yeah. It's like uh, my dad. Like he was yeah. like having babies, <laughs> like into his fifties. Like, yeah. You know, it's just. So so like it was. You got pictures. Do you look at those pictures? I relive it. It's really intense. Yeah. I mean, it it doesn't, it looks like, it looks so of another uh, time. Right. You know, the thing about birth is like, it's been happening. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And there's like, in order to feel calm anyway, there's just candles lit and stuff. So it really looks like some of these photos look like. As um, opposed to like being in a hospital surrounded by machines. Yeah. With and bright lights. And the, the hats and the, you, yes. you know, the scrubs. Exactly. Right? It just no looks scrubs. like, yeah. oh, I relate to this sure. on a, you know, and my in my home I have, I love like old timey kind of, you know, all my, mm-hmm. my mom's an interior decorator. So everything's very sort of like antiques. and mm-hmm. So it really looks like. Um, it could be timeless. Yeah, 
It's and, great. And birth is timeless. So it's and sure, it keeps happening. People yeah. have babies everywhere. And by the way, I can't believe it because right. this shit, that shit is crazy. I can't believe women are just like right now pushing babies out. Yeah, yeah, right now. It just makes me want to like, I'm like, I mean, if I'm, yes, I'm a feminist because I'm a woman, but like the, that I was like, we, women are amazing. Yes. And <clears throat> what about this depression? So you, like afterwards, the aftermath was just not happy necessarily. You, well, but the baby must be like, oh my god! It's that part's amazing. Yeah. But you, it is so. You know, I'm someone who I feel very at home directing a movie. Right. Okay, you know, I love right. being on my f- on the front foot, energetically. You know, um, juggling a million things at once, staying calm, locking in with people, mm-hmm. and and ex- feeling that experience. You know, I, I love that, mm-hmm. and I, that's my happy place. But. When you are all of a sudden bedridden, you can't walk downstairs, you know. Because you're in pain, everything's all beat up. Yeah, and you're torn and you're, you know, you're literally like, you're beaten up, you know. And there's this little thing that is insatiable. Like, I don't know what she needs or I I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, you Mm -hmm. know. I also, you know, have this person that I share my life with that, you know, can go down to the shop and get something, Mm -hmm. you know, but I can't, you know. So it's and frustrating. And, that's and, frustrating. And, and it's and like... Um, your body's just like a, like a tool to, mm-hmm. you know, you every time the baby goes on your... I'm sorry, I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I, look, I'm just going to say that when the baby <laughs> first starts feeding... Yeah. Um, nobody fucking told me this, but you get contractions. Uh, after you've just done all that fucking work, yeah. it's like you get contractions and there's like blood and everything uh-huh. and it's uh-huh. just like... And you're like, when so does this stop? stop? Yeah, and it's just like, how can this be the new normal? <laughs> like, this is right. insane, you know? Yeah. Like, the idea of... I mean, I was in pre-production on The Emperor's Children, you know, in soft prep and, uh-huh. and development. Yeah. And I thought, when in God's name... <laughs> In the near future, will I be able to yeah. like go to my computer and be like, mm, okay, let me just open up Final Draft and just yeah, like, do right, quick. Right. let me do good. Oh, let me just check navigation and see what. Like, when's that gonna? When are you gonna have that, that tone again? So impossibly far away and terrifying. How long did it take? To still going, you know? No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ten months later, it's you know, I finally. But your your body heals. I your mean, body you heals, know, and you you get into a pattern or a system with it. Takes it. longer than I thought, though. Right. And maybe if I was younger, maybe it wouldn't be as long. I don't know. But like, it took longer, you know. And I still have, you know, especially someone, you know, I'm a little spoiled. Like yeah. I, you know, don't work out that much, and yeah, you know, right. I sort of enjoy the, oh, yeah. you know, my body and everything. And I definitely have evidence that i've had a baby uh-huh, you know what i mean uh-huh. on my person uh-huh. <laughs> and that you know is something that you finally get over but um yeah it's a shot to like i think it reprioritizes you know your vanity somehow absolutely i'm like i don't give a shit at right. first i was kind of like i am kind of a little bit i will admit a little proud almost of the like scar mm-hmm. the marks that i have from my pregnancy because i'm like yeah it was crazy, and but, that was, and here is my evidence that I did it. Well, like you know? stretch marks, and yeah, stuff? yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, but that, but that's amazing. So, but you do get into a routine with it mm. at this point. You start to figure it out. I mean, right. it's like, are they with you? Um, no. See, this is my first time, kind of this long away from them. It's a, a six day door to door thing. 
Okay, so um, let's now we can come full circle. Yeah. So the fr- so your boobs wake you up. So when I'm here, <laughs> what are you doing with it? So you you got to pump. Right, if you don't you pump, you that, just right? explode. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not complete fucking idiot. Right. Yeah. Well, I don't think you're fine. Yeah, I just don't know. You know, but you pump and then save it. You yeah, you got to say it's a whole rigmarole. No, I know, but you can save it for six days. Um, or are you, you shipping it? it back? No, no. Then I I have a freezer, I have a deep freezer. Okay, okay. at a friend's house oh, okay. that has all the milk in it, and okay. so I I transport it to the freezer. But right now it's like in the hotel freezer, and like I have to, you know, it's a whole thing. I mean, I, but in the morning, yeah, you get woken up because the, you're just like Franken boob. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. Know? And so it's you know it's basically when the baby's getting fed. So then you get plug yourself to like a cow milk machine. Yeah, and it's like yeah. Right, and, and just know. sit there. Maybe what do you do? Read the paper. I sit there, and immediately you're you're ravenously thirsty. And so um, you sit there and drink. I'm just I'm just like <laughs> just drinking while liquid is going in and coming out. It's just like <sighs> it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. I think it'll be okay. It, it, it's but gonna, if you need any milk, I'll yeah. Oh, could you leave some? Yeah, <laughs> I have my pump with me. Yeah, I want to have some cereal. I might have to go into your bathroom uh, and do it really quick. <laughs> seriously? That I I would. Okay. What time is it right now? Uh, twenty to eleven. Yeah, uh, I'm doing like a half an hour. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I, you can. You're more than welcome to. Thank you. I appreciate There'll it. There'll be people over for support if you need it. <laughs> My girlfriend's coming. She can, t- you know, sit, talk to you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. I always. I, I'm not. I'm sort of not squeamish about it. And people, yeah. you know, I just like plug in, and yeah. it, it is kind of terrifying to see. What about the breastfeeding in public? No, no problem. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I, I just cover. I mean, right. I yeah. cover myself. Right. I don't like bring my tit out. Right. You know, right. I think it's fair to cover. So this is all gonna. It's all good. It's gonna work out. I think it's gonna work out. You it's seem just, good. You, you seem out of the woods with it. I, I am good. I just um. And now you have a whole other production. You have to produce a decent human. Yeah, I think <laughs> that and and yeah, learning how to you know kick ass as a director and also be a kick ass mom is going to be interesting. I have complete faith in your ability to do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Nice talking to you, Lake Bell. Thank you, Mark Man. Yeah, what an amazing story about giving like a baby coming out. Anyway, Lake Bell is now starring in No Escape with Owen Wilson and Pierce Brosnan. That's in theaters now. Thank you for listening. Uh, as always, to WTF, I appreciate you being here. Where's my pick? Where's my fucking pick? Go to WTFPod.com for all your WTF Pod needs. Get on the mailing list. Go check out Hal at uh, Hal.fm. That's where all the archives are now. That's where it's all at. That's where all the WTFs will live. Well, on iTunes and on WTFPod.com, but you know, you know what I'm saying. All I need is Chris Isaac to sing. Boomer lives!